what a wonderful day to be together. You know, I looked up outside this morning, saw the rain, and I thought, okay, this can go either way. We can either say, oh, this is terrible, it's going to be wet, it's going to be kind of chilly in the house and all. Or we can look at it as, hey, this is God's creation, it needs some watering, and we will find the positive in it. So I hope today you found the positive. Um, cast your burdens. Now, every, every sermon I've ever preached is directed at me. It has personal meaning to me. Otherwise, I can't preach it. I can't teach it. It has to mean something to me. So everything I tell you today or bring to you applies to me as well. Now, it's going to be a very simple sermon, and uh, I hope you'll take some notes here because you'll see later that's going to be kind of important, maybe for yourself. Um, but simple, sometimes we, we, we like to make things difficult. We can get them just muddled up and, and dig deep and, and get lost. So today I want you to think simple. Okay, I'm going to give you some actions here. Cast your burdens on God. Now, we don't always do that. You know, and, and I'm going to give you four steps to climb out of your mud pit. Okay, we're going to think of those burdens that we have, those everyday burdens, as our mud pit. And sometimes it can be very shallow, and we can get out very quickly, and sometimes it's very deep, and we're just wallowing in there. So we're all loaded down with them, whether they're in our marriage, our finances, um, relationships, emotional trauma, our failing health. Our health plays a big part of that. Grief, there's a list that goes on and on. And sometimes it can be a crushing weight, just like a a 60-pound sack of sand that you're carrying around all day long. And sometimes we find a way to toss that sack off. Sometimes we we just carry it with us, and it weighs us down more and more. Now, keep in mind that all these burdens that we have every day are there also for a purpose, because just like exercise, just like weightlifting, when you get through that burden, you're going to be stronger. You have gone through something that has built you up, built up those spiritual muscles. Burdens can weigh us down. They can steal our joy, our happiness, our strength. Maybe it's hard to sleep. Maybe when you wake up, your gears are just starting to turn and you can't get it off your mind. doesn't matter what time you wake up, you know, early or late in the morning. You're just running immediately. And that's never a good thing. They can make you feel like you're running a marathon and not going anywhere. So, what can you do about it? What relief can we get? Now, I want you to understand something. I am not talking about anxiety as a mental illness condition, okay? That is something separate. And many of us face those problems as well. And, and just like if you break a bone, you're going to seek medical help for that. You're going to pray about it too, but you're also going to seek medical help for it. So when I say anxiety, I mean the kind we face every day, not the the debilitating kind of anxiety or even panic that many of us face, and we need help for, and we seek out that help. So I'm not talking about that kind, okay? We bring that to God as well, but I'm talking about the everyday kind of burdens and stress. So what can we do in those times when worry and stress are weighing us down? Well, let's look at, at Psalms chapter 55 verse 22. Now, I apologize for not having PowerPoint. I, uh, I, I did this all the past couple of weeks and just never got to the PowerPoint. 
And I'm sorry to Tracy as well. I should have got that to her. Psalms 55:22. The Bible itself tells us to cast our cares on God. The verse says, cast your burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. I'm so grateful that I myself don't have to bear those burdens alone every day. Now, we're going to be reading a lot out of Psalms because, as many of us realize, David himself had so many burdens. And if you read through Psalms, you're going to see a very emotional man talking to God about himself, asking God for things, just as we should. But God hears our prayers, and he is good. So what do I do when the weight of my burdens are crushing in on me and I can't let it go? What do I do when I'm knee-deep in that mud pit and, and I'm thinking, well, how do I let go and let God be God? Let him work in my life. How do I cast my cares on him and be free of that worry, that constant worry? Well, what we re- need to realize is God loves us beyond our wildest imaginations. He really does. He loves me, not just not just a group, but he loves me as an individual. He loves you. He knows you. And so we have to trust that our muddy mess, whatever is getting us in everyday life, he can take care of. He wants to know about it. We have to rely on him. So we're going to take a look at four biblical steps that will help us get past that. Now, I like to, to give actions. It's, it's good to give ideas, but I like to, to give actions to really work on. So the very first thing is say it. Whatever your burdens are, say it. Speak it loud and deeply from your heart. Tell God exactly what your burdens are. Cry out in prayer out loud. Now, praying is different from just pondering and ruminating and mediating on it and thinking about it. Because many times I'll go through a day and I'll just think of all the things that are happening, the stresses in my life, and then I will suddenly remember that I, I didn't pray about it. I, I'm, I've been talking to myself this whole time and I forgot to talk to God. It's our nature, nature really, to, to think and figure and manipulate and predict without ever actually praying. God knows the intentions of the heart, but when we are in a pit, our hearts need to physically cry out for help, and we need to speak truth to our minds and get honest with our Heavenly Father. An example, and I apologize for using myself as an example, but my car is my favorite place to pray. I'm in it quite a bit. I'm driving here and there and, and on the move constantly. And I'm in that car by myself, and I am talking to God. Whatever's on my heart, I can say anything. Nobody else is going to hear me, and I can say it out loud. And I can put feeling into it, say, this is really bothering me, and I need help. And I know he can take that, just as he's done for me so many times in the past. Going to bed at night and worrying about something, saying, God, Take this burden off me so I can just sleep tonight and get some rest. And the next morning, you know what? He says, no, you don't need this back. I got this. I understand that, and I hope you can too. Praying to God works. Say it out loud. Don't be afraid of that. 
I'm going to give you some verses here. So if you're taking notes, now would be a good time to write these down because they're going to help in another part later. Psalms chapter 70, verses 1 and 2. Psalms chapter 70, verse 1 and 2. O God, hasten to deliver me. O Lord, hasten to my help. Let those be ashamed and humiliated who seek my life. Let those be turned back and dishonored who delight in my hurt. Well, there's David again talking about his feelings, being honest with God. Psalm 69, verses 1 through 3. 1 through 3, the, next, the chapter before, Psalm 69. Save me, O God, for the waters have threatened my life. I have sunk in deep mire, and there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters, and a flood overflows me. I am weary with my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes fell while I wait for my God. This is a man just like us who knows when to cry out to God and not be ashamed of it. Talk about a king that was not ashamed to talk to God about his own problems. Or Psalms 18, verses 1 through 3. Psalms 18. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my Savior, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. David knew that when he called on the Lord, the Lord was going to answer him in some way. He trusted God. Now, those cries came from a, a very deepest place where our burdens are stored up, and they put a name to them. And they got specific and got down to business with God on a heart level. And you should too. You should. It's an action you can take to make yourself feel better. No matter who you are, talk to God out loud. Say it. You can write it out. You can speak it. You can cry it. You can shout it. But whatever it takes, say it. If a marriage is in trouble, if a relationship is in trouble... Say it. God, help me with this. This is going wrong because of... Or maybe you're, you're just angry at something. Tell God. Tell God, I am angry and hurt, and I don't know what to do. Help me. Or maybe a family member, a son or a daughter, or somebody close to you has gone astray, and you're just so worried about them. Pray about it. Say, God, please go get them. Allow them time to live to come back to you. I have seen, I have seen leaders and elders pray that same prayer. I have seen them so worried about a family member that they prayed, please just let them live long enough to come back to you because that was all that really mattered. There is something about falling on God's grace and resting in our weakness to find his strength. His strength is so safe, and we are always looking for a safe place. And Paul even knew this when he cried out to God. If you'll remember, he wanted God to remove a thorn that was in his flesh. Please take this away from me. 
his own burden of some kind. So, if you go with me, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 through 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul knew that those weaknesses and getting through those were going to build him up, and that God was there for him, and that he was resting in God's grace, in the safety of God. We can do the very same thing. We are not Paul. We cannot do amazing things and everything. We're just what we like to call ordinary people. But we can do the same things as Paul, knowing that we can rely on God and rest in his grace. Okay, number two. Soak in scripture. Get into God's word. If you have a specific burden that's dragging you under, name it and start looking for verses in the Bible that deal with it. And if you don't know where to start, well, many of you have a concordance in the back of your Bible. You know, I used to love just going through there and looking up words. Okay? Uh, easy way now, and I do this quite often. Google. Google. Okay? Um, I was typing in, you know, Bible verses for faith. Bible verses for forgiveness. Bible verses for bitterness. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, rebellion, money, uh Anything you can think of, you can find on Google, good and bad. So I caution you there. But there's so many online resources that we can take advantage of. And most of us have a little computer in our hands now, you know, so it's easy to look up verses. So, um, and then when you come across a verse that's helpful, write it down. Put it somewhere where you can see it. Jot it on an index card in a journal maybe or color it in your Bible with a big note, and you can look through later. Maybe even you're just flipping through your Bible later, and you see something in red or purple or green, and you go, wait, what was that? Oh, yeah, that applies to me now, too. Okay, surround yourself with as many verses as you can find. Keep them in a place where you can be easily seen every day, especially when their burdens are sinking in. Reach for those verses. Post them around your house, your car, your desk at work. Keep them in your wallet. Write them down somewhere. Or even your favorite verse on a sticky note, put it on your computer. Because we're always looking at those two. All right? Um, I had a favorite verse. As a teenager, I, I, I played competitive tennis in high school and, and before. Um, loved it. You know, can't tell that now. But, uh, <laughs> but I was serious about it. And you get on a tennis court, get competitive, and those feelings start flowing, and you get frustrated and angry and on. And so I realized I needed help. And I put a little verse and tape on my tennis racket, you know. And I'm sure you're familiar with this. Philippians 4, verse 13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. But that means I have to remember him. 
So even in the heat of competition, I needed to remember who I was and who was with me. When you soak yourself in Scripture, your burdens are lifted, and you can begin to focus on the truth instead of the lies. You know, there's a a song we sing very often, and burdens are lifted at Calgary. How true is that? All right, I'm going to give you some more verses here. So if you're making notes, Psalms 119, Psalms 119, verse 105. Your lamp, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Soak in the word. Get in there. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Romans 15. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Get in the word for that hope. Look to God's word because it was written for us. It wasn't just a book that was tossed out there and somebody put a lot of good ideas in. It was written for us as Christians today. Proverbs. Chapter 4, verses 20 to 23. Proverbs chapter 4. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. Get into the word. All right, action number three. Sing, sing, sing. I'm sure John does this all day at home. He just does it naturally, and I can appreciate that. Satan, our enemy, hates worship. He hates it when we are paying attention to God. And there's nothing as effective at keeping your enemy at bay than to sing worship songs that are based on biblical truth. One thing about burdens is that they make us self-centered. We start thinking about ourselves. We start going into that that pit of self-pity. It's all about our problems, our situation, our feelings, our mud pit, everything about me. Now, worship, the act of reverence and adoration of our God, that's an action. Worship is actually an action. Okay? It takes our eyes off of all our messes and fixes our eyes on God. His awesomeness. And we need to keep that before us all the time. Sing. Not sure what songs to play or sing? There's songbooks here in the pews here. You know, I'd loan one to you. We could probably make a copy of a song if you wanted to. Something that you could have, you know, to carry with you. So many times I'll hear a song on the radio and all, and going about, and it sticks. And all day long, I'm humming it and thinking about it, and I'm like, I wish I could get that out of my head. I'm sure you've had that experience too. But what if we put those those worship songs in there and replaced them, and we had that positive reinforcement that our God is awesome all day long? Again, I refer back to burdens are lifted at Calvary. Psalms chapter 95, verses 1 through 2. 
Psalms 95. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Can you not do that too? Every day? Or Matthew chapter 4, verse 10. Matthew 4. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Jesus is rebuking Satan with worship. If we focus on that worship every day, okay, if we carry it in our hearts, because you're here on a Sunday morning, Do you think this is the only time we worship God? I'm sorry, but it's not. As Christians, we should be carrying that in our hearts every day, trying every moment to remember who we are, that we worship and adore an awesome God. Go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19 through 20. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your hearts to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to our God and Father. For John chapter 4, verse 24. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Psalms 119. My tongue will sing of your word, for all your commandments are right. Even David knew that singing was a form of praise to God, that it lifts us up. Now, I don't know about you, but when I'm in here singing, or, or any time actually, when I'm singing to God, I feel lighter. I feel like I'm just opening up. Can you be closed-hearted and closed-minded and sing? It takes emotion and feelings because that's what it's about. Okay, now, number four, my last point. Number four, surround yourself with warriors. Now, warriors is not only a guy term, okay? I am applying this to brothers and sisters, God did not design you to carry your burdens alone. He did not make us self-centered. We do that to ourselves. He gave you family in Christ who can identify with your struggles and encourage you on the road to freedom. Gather a few close brothers or sisters, friends, that know you and say, please pray for me. I've got something serious going. You know, I know there are several of you. I've, I've received calls myself. I've made calls because I know who many of the prayer warriors are in our family here that I can call and say, I'm having trouble with something. And I need you to pray specifically for this. And they do. And that just helps me to know that somebody else is, is looking out for me as well. My, my brother, my friend, my sister. You know, um, the elders get prayer requests all the time. Please pray for this. And we do. Most of the times we stop right there and, and pray for it. 
You can seek out the elders. You can seek out those around you. But you need prayer warriors around you to support you. And they can help you pull you out of that pit and encourage you and get you on a better path to healing and unity. And never underestimate the power of surrounding yourself with these warriors disguised as family. David himself surrounded himself with mighty men. David's mighty men. Because he knew he could trust them. He knew he could rely on them. He knew that they had his back. That in his weakness, somebody else was there to help him along. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14. Now I'm giving you these verses and I'm hoping that some of you are taking notes. Because if you remember earlier I said, find some verses to encourage yourself. Write them down. Proverbs eleven fourteen. Where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Those are the warriors that we're surrounding ourselves. Those who can give us advice. You know, we're not looking for the, the, the new Christian, the weakest Christian. Say, hey, what do you think I should do here? We're looking for those that are strong and have maybe been through these things. Maybe they've fallen flat on their face in the past. And they've come through. And they can say, oh... Yeah, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. Let me tell you what I did. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 20 and 21. Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. And my very last verse, one that we've heard many times from court, Proverbs 27, verse 17. Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. We need each other as family, brothers and sisters, to help each other. To sometimes say, hey, you know, what you're doing is not quite right. Or I can see maybe a better way to do this or wow that was great you know show me how you did that tell me about it i i could use some help there so not only are we seeking out other people to help us but i hope you're seeking to help other people surround yourself with strong people you know even in sports when you when you play every day no matter the sport if you play against somebody that's weaker than you are or maybe even at the same level, you just stay at that level. You don't improve until you are challenging yourself against people that are even better than you. And it's the same way in life. Find other people that have overcome different burdens. Seek them out and say, can you help me? Show me how to get through this. Final thought in the lessons yours for today. And this came from one of Tony's lessons a few months ago. I was sitting there, you know, and I, I was thinking about my, what my lesson would be and what he said struck me, and I wanted to bring that back out to you again. Our struggle on earth will make us yearn for heaven even more. Do you want to stay here forever? I don't. I've got a better home, but I've got to reach it. And through my struggles today, my burdens, 
my fears, my anxieties, my stresses, with the help of family and those around me, I can get through them and stay on the path to my better home in heaven. Satan's out there just waiting for you. He's going to throw everything at you to try and get you off that path. Every burden, every stress, every fear, every mud pit that he can make in front of you, he's going to. But as a Christian, we just need to get it through those mud pits. Sometimes we can avoid them. Sometimes we can't. Sometimes we're going to fall flat in them. And you pick yourself up and go on. Lessons yours. If you have any needs whatsoever, we take a moment here during this invitation song that you can come forward and ask for prayers or help. Or if you even want to put on Christ, we're ready for that. But now is not the only time. Any time of the day is the right time to let go of those things. Let go of the sin that you may be carrying around, those burdens. The elders want to help you. Our brothers and sisters out here want to help you. So now's the time. As we stand and sing, come forward.